Today I'm speaking with Kevin Nelson, a certified crop advisor and 4R nutrient management specialist. Kevin has a strong background in soil fertility and precision agriculture and is passionate about providing farmers with the information and advice needed to be more profitable and grow better beans. Today, Kevin is going to share some insights on early spring planting and things to watch and prepare for in the field. Welcome to the Illinois Soy Podcast. Enjoy. So first off, what are you seeing in the fields in northern Illinois right now, and what are farmers doing in your area? Well, we just spent the last week watching snow come down and uh, and uh, between rain showers. So it was rainy, it was snowy, it was rainy, it was snowy, and uh, we never got that much moisture all at one time, but uh, but it was cold and wet all week long so and windy so for the Uh, farmers that are getting the planting bug and i know there's several of them um what should they be watching for and preparing for as they start getting into the field especially with the weather conditions we're seeing right now well you know we we can't count on it being the same as what it has been obviously but you have to start wondering a little bit about it being cool and damp conditions that we're we're going to plant into and what uh, you know after the seed gets in the ground what's going to happen with uh, with seedling diseases and and things like that because and and how long is it going to take for those soybeans to germinate and what kind of uh, what kind of a germination uh, are we going to get after we get the beans planted so what types of diseases should farmers be watching out for when they start planting in those in those spots Typically, what we see when it's cool and damp are uh, the, the two major ones that I think about in cool, damp conditions is uh, Pythium and Phytophthora. Pythium and Phytophthora both can cause um, uh, the, the soybean seed to rot before it germinates. It all, they both also can, also can cause um, damping off, which, uh, you know, the plants start to grow and then they, they almost appear to go, to go backwards and to sink back into the ground. They just, uh, they, they basically become, uh, um, they become mushy and rotten and they don't grow. It, it kills them. So for the farmers that have planted and there are no signs of emergence, at what point should they consider replanting? You definitely need to Get out and walk and make population counts to see how much, how many of the the seeds are still viable. See how many of the plants have germinated if, and and how even the stand is going to be. So you need to start co- counting populations. There's a number of ways to do that. Um, you know we've talked, we've we've used a hula hoop and uh, and toss a hula hoop out and make a a count of how many beans are in that that area covered by inside of the hoop and if we have to know the uh, the area you know we have to use use a little mathematics and go pi r square and find out how many square feet are in there and then then uh, carry that out into the per acre number um, and do that in a number of random places throughout a field so that you can get a feel for how even how evenly distributed the population is in the field you know if we've if we've uh, already reduced our populations uh, following some of the things that we found uh, um, in research and and we've lowered that number down to where we're comfortable with it we have to be sure that we get that many plants uh, plants emerge i also i have recently seen uh, an app called the bean cam app 
and that has been useful in making calculations of what the potential yield will be given a population at uh, germination time. I've not used it myself. I've just seen it, but I have a colleague who has uh, has used it. Of course, it takes a calculation that is a, an estimated yield that's going to be a number of months down the road, so it has to take into account some conditions. I'm not sure how uh, how much we can rely on it, but it can be another tool that we can use in our toolbox. Yeah, that app sounds super helpful for growers. And we know with Chris Ehler's experiments with early planting that that is producing more yields at the end of the season. So once those seedlings do start to emerge, what sorts of diseases and pests should growers be looking for? Well, with as far as weed control, we not, need to make sure that our pre-plant herbicide is doing the job that we expected it to. If we're finding, if we're walking the field and finding uh finding escapes, finding uh, weed, uh, weeds that we expected that pre-plant uh, herbicide to control. We need to make sure that it's doing its job. If it's not doing its job, we have to adjust timing, at least timing and probably timing and products that we're planning for our post-herbicide ap- applications. Um, as, and uh, we also need to make sure that uh, that insects are aren't a problem if we've if we've chosen a seed treatment that that uh is has an insecticide component to it we probably are going to be okay i've i've personally i've seen those work really well but we need to keep track of the bean leaf beetle what it's doing um and again if the beans have been in the ground for a long time you may see things like wire worms and uh, seed corn maggots a few things like that white grubs that may may be affecting seedling soybeans. Usually those are, are area, small areas within a field and won't necessarily be a replant situation, but it's things that we, we, can, uh, we need to keep an eye on. Yeah. Are there any nutrient deficiencies that growers should be looking for? Generally speaking, a nutrient, uh, because the bean is, is growing off of the cotyledons, the energy that's stored in those cotyledons, we don't see them real early in the season, a nutrient deficiency. But those can show up uh, a, little early, a little farther down the road as the bean transitions away from uh, using the energy that it's stored in the seed to uh, depending upon nutrients that are that are coming from the soil and from the root system. Um, one of the things that I usually notice in that transition period, we we often get in our area, we have uh, some high pH uh, situations out in the fields, uh, high pH soils, high pH uh, areas within the fields, and uh, in those areas we'll see what we've called iron chlorosis, uh, um, a little uh, a yellow flash, and often the beans will be yellow for a, a few days and then they'll grow through it but uh, it is something that we can notice early in the beans uh, in in the growing season yeah so because of all this rain and now all of the snow what is your 2018 spring planting outlook i expect as we get further into things if things if if the weather continues to hold us back we probably will see beans go into the ground in less than optimum conditions, and that always gives us a lot of a lot of the things we've already talked about. It 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 makes them worse, and it makes them more noticeable. Beans are very resilient, and they can they can get through a lot of things 
but uh, soil comp- compaction and and cool wet soils can can really put a lot of stress on them and yet when they come out into a nice warm sunny period why they'll take off and grow and and do really good but uh, we just we need to be careful not to plant into into too bad of conditions to plant in as optimum of conditions as we can and uh, things should go well and we should have wonderful yields next fall when the conditions get right put the beans in the ground Well, Kevin, we really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Again, that was Kevin Nelson, a 2018 CCA Soy Envoy, updating us on spring planting tips. If you are interested in this topic and many more soybean management resources, you can visit illsoyadvisor.com to learn more.